0: 18 plus.
2: Log Talk Radio.
0: Monday, January 27th, 2014. I'm your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. We are super excited about our show this evening. Sharing with us uh, this evening is Olympian medalist Sanjay Ayer which we'll be speaking with him in a very brief moment. To receive this broadcast as a podcast, go to the iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in a date with destiny. Also, follow us on Twitter at L-Y-S-E, 101. You can send me a message through this site if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business. You can send a message through my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101, or you can leave a message via my web, website at info at yourdestinyawaits.net. All right, so we're going to begin uh, with the introduction of our special guest this evening. In 1999, Sanjay Ayer was a 19-year-old living in Bronx, New York, who had just won gold in the 400-meter dash at the Pan American Junior Championships. The next year, Sanjay began his college career at Auburn University, where his coach encouraged him to try out for the Jamaican Olympic team. In Sydney, Jamaica finished third in in the relay, earning Sanjay his first Olympic medal. Sanjay and his fellow Jamaican sprinters went on to win the gold at the World Indoor Championships in 2004 in Budapest during the run-up to the Athens Olympics. Sanjay states, track and field is by far the biggest sport in Jamaica. Sanjay is now a proud owner of his own training center in Howard County, Maryland, and serves as the men's Coach for Howard Community College. So, without further ado, we now welcome Mr. Sanjay Ayer to A Date with Destiny.
2: Hello, Sanjay. Hey, Mr. How is everything? Is everything going well?
0: Everything is going well, and we welcome you to A Date with Destiny. We are so excited and grateful to have you with us this evening. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. It has been a pleasure.
0: Well, let's begin from the beginning, shall we? I want to know. I'm so excited because um I came across uh actually hearing about you. I'm a big track and uh, big track and field fan fan myself. Um I used to run back in way back in the day, but my husband and my daughter both are um, you know, my husband is a track coach as you well know, and that's how I met you through him. Uh, You graciously donated some of your time to talk with his team, and, um, oh, my gosh, the kids are still talking about you to this day. So whatever you said to them, yes, whatever you said to them really inspired them um, to get out there and give it their all and give it their best. Um, And it's always very empowering to see someone who has actually done the darn thing you know, and to come back and to give of themselves and to share, you know, the process that you know you went through. So, what I want to do is take you back to the beginning, okay, back to Jamaica, Month, and tell us when you were, when when did you, um, how old were you when you realized that, you know, one that you liked to run, but what led you to track?
2: Well, um, I started running track probably at age seven Um, but you know it wasn't it wasn't serious it was more on the you know recreational basis I was more a soccer player Um, but while while playing soccer you know I was like always the fastest one on the team and you know just as you know a kid in the neighborhood you know we'll go outside and race and you know I was always the fastest you know, amongst the, my peers in the neighborhood. But, you know, I had no idea at that point that I had um, world-class speed. It's when I got right. to high school, when I got to high school in 1994 that, you know, I took mm-hmm. up track again and when I took it up, you know, um, I was okay. Wasn't really, really serious. And then in 1995, while playing soccer, the soccer coach, you know, told me that, the, you know, the track season was, was coming in a few months, and he asked me, you know, if I wanted to come out and run track. And I told him, no, you know, I didn't want to run track because my recollection of track was, you know, guys <laughs> on TV running in spandex and three-quarter tights. So <laughs> I thought right. it was like a, a, a super feminine sport, you know. So Okay. I didn't, wa- I didn't want anything to do with it. But, <laughs> right. over, you know, two months after, you know, the conversation with the with the track and field coach, I was you know, sitting on the field one day and I saw the track team practicing. And when I saw them practicing, you know, I just thought to myself, wow, all of these guys are really slow. I think I could beat them, you know. So right, I went right. to the coach. I said, coach, um, you know, I'm ready to join the team. He's like, no, you can't join the team because I gave you an opportunity two months before. And you said, No. And I said, Coach, tell you what, give me your fastest guy. Let me race your fastest guy now and if I win, you gotta put me on the team. Oh So wow. he's like he's like, No, I'll give you my third best guy. I was like, Okay, cool. He gave me his third best guy, we raced and I beat him and then I was like, Coach, this is all you got? You know, come on, you gotta do better. <laughs> so he gave me his fastest guy and I just totally blew him away. And he's like, Well wow. come practice tomorrow and let's get this started And, you know, ever since then, it was kind of like, you know, no turning back. You know, I was always committed to the sport from that exchange, you know, and and each year each I just kept on progressing, um, you know, through.
0: Wow. Isn't that something? And, you know, can you Mm remember?
2: Yeah, that's, that's where, you know, it really started. Like I really could say, okay, at that point I took it really serious, you know,
0: in high school?
2: In high school, yeah. Probably around, you know, yeah, nineteen ninety four, ninety five, yeah.
0: Okay. And when you went um when you finally decided to to do that just by you watching and you knew within you that, you know, I can beat these guys. Um, and then you took it you started taking it serious from that point and I'm quite sure your coach was excited as well because he already knew how fast you were.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, he knew how fast I was because I played soccer the year before. But right. you know, he, you know, he tried to convince me to come out and run, and I was like, ah, oh, track. You know, it's a girls' sport. I like the contact yeah. sport. You know,
0: yeah, you
2: know, and when I went out there, and I, I, I went out there to just see what they were doing in practice, and when I saw them running, I was like, oh, yeah, well. Maybe I should come out and help the team. <laughs> <So> that's <laughs> that's kind of where it started, but I had no idea that I, right. in a few years that I would have blew up that big, you know
0: Wow, yeah.
2: yeah. And yeah. you
0: know, and people that don't run track, they really have no idea how strenuous uh the practice is and how hard yeah. track is. I mean, t- track is yeah. to me one of the most challenging sports out there. Okay, yes. it's I would, very tough. I,
2: I would say, yeah, yeah, you're right, Lisa. I would say, to me, I would say it's the toughest sport to train yes. for. I mean, yes. it's not as dangerous as, like, say, football or anything like that where you could right. actually get, because it's a no-contact sport. But it's an endurance sport. you got to, you know, use your endurance to get in shape. you got to lift right. weights. It's very physically demanding. Um yes, it is. So it's a sport, and... You don't get the, the gratification for it until you actually win a race. You know that's the right. only time you get the joy and the fun out of track. When you play football and right. basketball, you're with your teammates. You have a good game, or the team wins. You feel good. But with track, you only get the satisfaction as a champion by by winning. You know, everybody yeah. only cares about the winner. So the reward yeah. is kind of like very like marginal. If you understand what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it's an yeah. individual, it's an, you, you know, exactly. you're meeting actually yourself. It's an individual time where you're trying exactly. to, you know, PR. And, exactly. and I noticed that um, even guys who uh, play football and do other sports, you know, my husband always says, you, you guys need to come to track practice. You know, if yes. you really want to be good at football, come to track practice. Um, yes. And he tells them all that, and I just, you know, I see the difference, and they see the difference, because at first they're like, oh, track, please. You know, that's just running.
2: Once yeah, they get out there, yeah. they're like,
0: oh, my God, this practice is worse than ours.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a very underrated sport, you know, but it's, it's the real deal. It's the real deal. Well, tell
0: us now, so tell us, okay, so now you, you shared that with us from high school. So then what happened? How did you, you know, get from um, running the track, you know, running um, in high school to, I guess, maybe when did you come to the States and when did you start training for the Olympics?
2: Okay, so I came to the States in 1997. And when I came here, I came, I came to the States my junior year of high school. Um, okay. And, you know, when I came, my my goal was just to, you know, be a solid track runner, you know, get a scholarship, you know, for college, a full scholarship to college, and mm-hmm. then I would kind of see, you know, what, what would happen after that. Um, okay. My junior year of high school, I got injured my junior year, and I wasn't able to run um, the whole season, and the following year, which was 1999, that was my senior year, and I think that's where most of my, my success, like, really started. Um, I was the number one. Um, high school 400 meter runner in the country, and I was also the high school athlete of the year um, in '99. Wow. And I was just getting scholarship offers from all over. Um, visited wow. a, a few universities: Ohio State, LSU, Seton Hall, the University of Florida, and Auburn. Wow. And um, ultimately, um, I chose Auburn. Um, you know, I was really in love with the coach, um, Coach Ralph Spry. And, you know, the offer was just a remarkable offer from Auburn. And I went there. And my, and my first year as a freshman, um, I had a great season on the track, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even know really it was the Olympic year until okay. I, started running, I started running good indoor. And my coach is like, um, Sanji, you know, this year is the Olympic year. If, if we do well, you know, you should probably try to, you know, for the Olympic team, and I was like, okay, you know, I I knew the Olympics was a huge deal, but I was like, you know, I'm 19 years old, so I'm not really thinking, you know, right. along those lines, like, really, can you make the Olympic team, <laughs>
1: Right. you know,
2: right. Um, but every week, you know, we'll go to meet, and I just kept on improving, improving, and I was running, my collegiate times were pretty much the same kind of times the professional guys were running, and wow. that's, that's when, when I saw that, I started, you know, the Internet had just gotten big back then, like in 2000. And okay. I remember going on the Internet and looking up, you know, what the pro guys are running. I was like, wow, Sanjay, like you're running like similar times to these guys who are like 10 years older than you. Maybe you need wow. to really start, you know, focusing on trying to make the Olympic team. And, you know, this was like February 2000. I just got like real – Real, you know, focus on my training and indoor. I had a great season. And um, I was awarded the Southeastern South Conference Freshman Athlete of the Year. And, you know, wow. the, the SEC conference is the, the biggest conference in all collegiate sports. So I was right. the number one freshman um, for that year. Um, and oh, then, you know, we moved on to the outdoor season. I had a good outdoor season. then I had the, um, the Olympic trials. In June of 2000, I went to the Olympic trials, and I made the team, and the rest was history. Went to the Olympics and won a silver medal.
0: Okay, so let's take a pause there. So let's take a pause. So you went, you trained, um, you're 19, you're training, you, you realized that, wow, you know, I'm, I'm running just as fast, if not faster, than the older guys um, yeah. And then you make the team, you're at the Olympics, and you win a medal. So tell me what that felt like.
2: Wow. I mean, it, it was a it was an overwhelming feeling at the point because I was – well, after I won the medal, I, I still wasn't living in the now. I was kind of living in the past. I kept on thinking to myself, like, wow, you know – Two years ago, I I just moved to America from Jamaica. When I came to America, I just wanted a better life, you know. Um, and actually, when I moved to the states, you know, it was tough because you know both my parents was back home. You know, I didn't have any money at all. You know, all I had out was the track, was track, you know. Wow. And I was just thinking, there I sitting in um, sitting in the Olympic Village, and I was looking at my medal. I was like, wow, you know, like. God has really blessed me, you know, to take me this far and you know accomplish so much in my life, you know. And that was then after all those thoughts that I realized that wow, this is like a huge, you know, accomplishment, you know, winning, winning that, winning that medal. Right. Right. You
0: know? So it became surreal at that point.
2: It became yeah, it became surreal at that point, you know, because you know, stepping on the podium and getting the medal. You know, I was yeah. laughing like, wow, you know, this is cool, you know what I mean? But it's when I went back to the village and I'm in my dorm room and, like, I'm thinking about my whole life, like, what I was three years before. I was like, wow, like, Sanjay, what did you just do, you know?
0: Um, right. it and
2: it, it, it you were right, Lisa, it was just an overwhelming feeling. And it's crazy because when I went to your husband's school and I talked to the kids on the track team, you know, a lot of them was my age, you know, when I was in high school, when I just came to the States, 16, 17, and I was telling them that, you know, three years, in three years if somebody told me that I would have went to the Olympics and win a medal, you know, I would have told them, you know, they were like the biggest liar, you know. So I wanted to inspire them in a way that to let them know that they could never know what the future holds. If they keep working hard, whether it's in school or in sports, you know, anything could happen. You just have to put yourself in that position and make the best opportunity, you know, um, arise arise from nothing, you know. And, you know, it's just hard work and perseverance that, you know, help them to accomplish these goals. So, you know, you know, I you know, I explained all that to them and I was just hoping that, you know, maybe one day they could live vicariously through me.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Well and you yeah. know, and that's so beautiful because that's how it happens. I mean, if we don't have someone to aspire to you know, if we yes. don't see someone else's story, to know that it's definitely possible. And, and, see, here's the thing. For you, your story is so special. And, and um, I mean, we all have a journey. We all have our own journeys to live and, and to go forth. But your story in particular is very special because you came here as a, you know, really as a child. You were a teenager, yes. but to me that's still, you know, being a child, you know, and you left I mean, your country. Yeah your country, yeah. your parents, your family, you know, to come to a different land, <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm yeah. chasing with a dream. Nothing. And with nothing, how about that?
1: <laughs> yeah. And look what yeah. happened.
0: You exactly. know, all because you did what was in you to do, that desire, you had a skill set, and you were like look. I don't know where it is going to take me, but daggone it, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can. So let's let's yeah. talk about, um, okay, so after that medal, you yeah. ended up going back again.
2: Yeah, I so ended up going, well, I had um, two world championships after that, um, o champ, um, O-1 world championships. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a
0: minute. Wait a minute. You had two, yeah. say that again, you had two
2: So after the 2000
0: Olympics, I went to the
2: World Championships in 2000 and 2003. Wow. 2001 was in Edmonton, Canada, and 03 was in where was 03? 03 was in Paris. Was in Paris, France. Wow. And I think, wow. I think I won two silver medals there on the relay. And then 04 was my second Olympic year. Um, made that Olympics, but got injured um, along the way and wasn't able to compete in Athens. Right. So that okay. was o four was o four was a very disappointed year um in regards to the olympics but i I had major um success earlier that year in the indoor season by winning um the world championship gold medal you talked about earlier in the interview um in in Budapest Hungary you wow know?
0: and listen so, to that I mean oh, ladies and gentlemen this listen to him he has traveled like all over the world yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's gotta it, it blow
1: your mind sometimes.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Jeez. yeah. So, wow. I, I
0: haven't
2: even been. four uh-huh. was disappointed in regards to not, you know, being at the Olympics, but you know, I had great satisfaction by being a gold medalist, um, at the World Championships. So that, that, that that's was, amazing? That was very huge, also.
0: That's amazing. Do you now? You were you were um the four by four hundred, um yes. runner, right? And and yes, when I, I was I worked, working. Mm-hmm.
2: I run, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a long sprinter, so I run the 200 and the 400, but I specialize in the 400 meters, so I'm better at the, the 400. But I could run the what 200 is, also.
0: What is your best time?
2: My best time in the 200 is 20.82, um, and wow. that's outdoor. My fastest time outdoor in the 400 is 44.92 seconds.
0: Wow, that's pretty awesome.
2: And the 400, if a lot of people don't know, the 400 meter is a quarter of a mile. Right. A quarter of a mile. Wow,
0: Sanjay, that is just amazing. That is amazing. And, you know, so now you were getting out pretty much. Did you run when Usain got into it? Uh, Usain Bolt? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Actually, actually at the 2008 Olympics when, when, when Usain blew up, Um, as a global superstar. He was my teammate there also. I was one of the veteran guys who, you know, guided him along the way. Um, Wow. I ran the 400 meters um, in Beijing, and I also was a finalist in the 4x4 in Beijing, and um, I didn't medal. So 2008, you know, in my prime as a professional, I went there and I didn't win a medal, but as a young college kid, in 2000, I won a silver medal, so, wow, <laughs> you know, it's crazy because going into the 08 Olympics, I was like, I'm definitely going to get a medal, but it was so right. tough. I was like, Jesus, like, wow, I didn't remember it being this tough in 2000. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, isn't that something? That's pretty amazing. And um, yeah. because I mean, everybody, you know, the world knows about Usain. Like you said, he's a or he, you know, a world champion. But you are yeah. too. I mean, you know, in your own right.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. mostly now, I'm not as popular. I'm not as popular as Usain, you, but you know, I've, I've done a thing or two.
0: <laughs> I think you have, sir. I think you have. I think it's pretty amazing. <laughs> And the amazing thing to me is you're right in my own backyard, you know. Yeah. And I, and the kids that, you know, like I said, the kids are still talking about you to this day. It's like, and then you brought some of your medals and, you know, they were able to hold. And I just think that is so inspiring. And now you're coaching. You're giving yeah. back, which I, now t- let's talk about that because I know how rewarding that can be. Um mm-hmm. And specifically for the, the, the young people that you coach, I believe yes. that God has placed us in certain positions for purpose. And yes. here you yes. are, you know, you have these young minds that you get, because it's, it's actually, you know, um, more than just about running. You know, you get yes. to shape and mold their minds, you know, for success in life, period.
2: Yes. So So let's talk Most about that a little bit. Okay. Okay. So last season, um, 2013, um, I started coaching at um, Howard County Community College, and this was my first season as a coach because I retired in 2012 after the Olympic, the London (laughs) Olympic trials, um, didn't make the team. By that time, I was 32 years old. I'm an old man in track and field (laughs) years. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I could have still continued, but I kind of felt like, well, you know, I accomplished all my goals I wanted to accomplish as an athlete. I felt like I wanted to channel my interest into, into different fields. So when I retired, you know, I started my fitness company, and I wanted to give back to the kids. And I wanted to give back in such a way where I could share my knowledge with them from a coaching, you know, perspective, and just be, you know, overall inspirational to them. Um, and, you know, I started coaching at Howard County Community College. And they had a, a Howard Community College have a, a, a very, you know, very unique story because the university has never ever won a national championship um, in any sport at the school, wow. whether it's basketball, lacrosse, or track and field. They have never won a sport. And when I got there in September 2013, um, That was my ultimate goal, to have the team be the first to win a national championship. So when I got to the school, you know, I met with the the head coach um, who invited me on the staff, um, Mr. Eric Henlon, great great coach, great guy. And, you know, I told him my intentions from day one. I was like, Coach Henlon, you know, I want to help you, um, you know, turn this program around. And, you know, I said my ultimate goal for the team is to have a team win nationals. And he's like, well, Sanjay, that's going to be tough. You know, we've never won before. There's this school out in Chicago by the name of Harper. They're very tough. There's a couple of schools that's, that's very tough. So I was like, okay, no problem. So I went home and I researched um, the points that won at Nationals the previous year. And, mm-hmm. you know, I thought, I was like, wow, you know, the points, it's not a far reach. I, I know with my coaching ability abilities, I could get the kids to win. Right. So, you know, I just started, you know, laying out the blueprint on, you know, the sprinters that I wanted and, you know, how much points they have to win and how I have to get them prepared. And by January of 2013, you know, we'll go to, like, Division One meets where the big schools like Maryland and all those schools were. And, you know, a little Division Three junior college, we would race against those guys and we will beat them up, you know. And right, then right. Every at meet we'll go into we will go into in the springtime. We'll just dominate the meets in the relays and individual sprint races. And you know, nationals came around in May um, of last year, and we just totally dominated the meets, and the team won their first national championship.
0: Oh, wonderful!
2: So, um, okay, let's give you some. Me? I'm
0: uh, going to give you some applause right there. We're, we're going
2: to give you some applause right there. <laughs> yeah. So the checkered field team, the and field team, you know, won the first national championship in school history, and you know the the school has been around for decades. So that was a huge um, accomplishment for the university. You, know. and, you know, oh my goodness! Overall effort by all the coaches. You know, it wasn't only me. You know, um, all the coaches had a great input in 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 the success of the team and. I was just happy to be a part of history. The guys did a great job, and I was just so happy because early on in the season, I was promising them, I was like, guys, I'm going to make sure you win nationals. And, you know, the the toughest thing is promising a kid something and not delivering it, you know?
0: Yes, yes,
2: yes. So I was happy that I could, you know, fulfill that promise to them and, You know, they all, you know, aim success, you know, both on and off the track and, you know, even in school because um, one of my main sprinters, my 800 meter guy, he he got a scholarship to Nebraska and he just started Nebraska in January. Yeah. He started Nebraska in January. And then my 400 meter runner now, um, he's a national record holder in the 400 meters um, for junior college. Um, he just went on a visit to Oklahoma State last week, and hopefully oh, wow. by January I could get him into January of 2015. Um, I could get him into a university. So, oh my, you know, my gosh! First, and you're yeah, gonna yeah, do my it. My first year as a coach, I won a national championship. So I basically I so put awesome. my championship on the same tier of um, winning an Olympic medal because right. coaches. Coaches take decades, maybe even centuries, centuries, never ever to win something. And for me to, to win it in my first year, um, oh, wow. you know, God, God has just really blessed me with, with being lucky, man, just be lucky that I was able to deliver on my promise.
0: Well, you know what? I want to go back a little bit because you said something so profound, and I want to make sure that um, – you recognize, and I'm quite sure that you do, and I love your hum. you have a humble spirit, um, which is just a beautiful thing. But it was your, you, you know, yes, we know that the rest of the coaches, they contributed and, you know, that our hats off because it's a team. It's a team effort. There's no I in team. I understand that. But it yeah. was your mindset, your mindset, your determination that, you know, set it all off because yeah,
2: most, most you're the, I wanted- mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off, Lisa, but I wanted to lead the guys from the front because I know what it takes to be a champion. I've, I've, you know, attained so many success throughout my lifetime, you know, even as a young man. And I know that the team has tried for many years and they haven't won. So I wanted to lead from the front and I wanted to tell the guys from day one that, hey, we're going to win nationals. And I wanted to instill that belief in them. Because once they believe and they could yeah. follow my lead, I know they'll make it happen. And the kids, yeah. they just catered they just towards me. You know, they believed in what I said and they just followed, me, followed my lead. It's, it's kind of like a lot of times we were a chat meet and I, I kind of felt like I was out there running with them, you know?
0: Right, because right, right.
2: Like they were my teammates and I was on the track running. They would execute right. every race exactly how I tell them, I'd explain to them. I said, this is how uh, I want you guys to run. And they were just learning so fast. Even kids who didn't have no talent at all, they were running times. They were qualifying for nationals. It, 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 oh it was just God. impressive. It was it was just an awesome feeling. And like, being a role model to kids, it's, like, scary, shocking how they could just follow your lead, you know?
0: Yeah yes and yeah. what a leader they have and that's why that's what that I was I was getting at um even the coaches are following you you know that right yeah. you know your yeah. coaches the other coaches are following you too simply because you are a champion you are a yeah. pro You know, you've been around the world and not just, you know, talking the talk. You actually walked every, or ran it, if you want to (laughs) say. You know, you've proved yourself. You've proven yourself. And this is just the, you know this is just the beginning, don't you? You know this is just the
2: beginning. I I I, will continue. Yeah, well, you know,
0: I, you, you, while you were talking, you were giving me goosebumps. I mean, I'm like listening to you, and I'm like, oh, my God. So one of the things I'm going to make a point to do this year for this outdoor season is I want to come to one of the meets. I want to support. Yeah. So you have to let me know, um, give me a schedule uh, yeah. so no, that this, I can come.
2: This season, this season I'm not at um, Howard Community College. I'm not there anymore. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. because I just wanted to, you know, concentrate, put a little bit more focus um, into my business. Um, my okay, business well, let's as, talk you about know, your
1: business.
2: Yeah, yeah. So my business is um, MVP Fitness, mm-hmm. and what I offer is, um, you know, boot camp classes, group fitness classes, um, corporate fitness, where, you know, I go into corporations and I train their employees. Um, I do personal training, one-on-one personal training. Um, nutrition guides, um, weight loss, all that good stuff.
0: Awesome! So I'm awesome! A, I'm now, system,
2: I'm, I'm trying to push the whole wellness, fitness thing to a whole new level.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. yes, and that's awesome. Um, well, tell us, you know, where is your business located, and do you have a website? And if so, tell us where the you know where we can look you up okay. online.
2: Okay. So my, my website is www.my as in my, vpfitness.com. so that is NVPFitness.com. and I'm located um, in Jessup, Maryland. Um, I train out at the Ridgely um, Run Community Center. We do um, group fitness classes, and I have um, a few other off-site locations um, that I run my fitness class, and in personal training and, and that type of stuff.
0: Wow, now do you have a phone number that you would like to put out there or go ahead?
2: Yes. Yeah, so the phone number for the business is 443-315-7020. Again, so if anyone want to contact me, the phone number is 443-315-7020.
0: Now, you're not going to so you're not going to coach anymore?
2: No, no, I'm still I'm still going to coach, but I just you know I felt like I I accomplished a huge goal in 2013 by making okay. you know the, the, helping the team to to win that national championship, and um I just wanted to you know take a time because coaching is very time consuming. You know your husband yes, is a is. coach also, so it yes. takes a lot. Um so I just wanted to you know give the coaching a little break. I'm still. Doing some coaching, I'm coaching two athletes now on the professional level, um, but wow. I just wanted to take time to grow my business a little bit more, you know, um, and see if, you know, I could, you know, just push my business to, to, to a whole new level.
0: Okay, so what advice could you give? To the young people that are listening to this show, because I do have a lot of young people that tune in, um, or just to anybody, actually, who's listening, as far as what it takes to be a pro. To you, what does that, what does it take? What does that mean?
2: A pro in terms of being an athlete or just in any occupation? Are you, any, are oc- you in any occupation? in general? I, I just think being focused and the and, and hard work, you know, just... You know, and and one of the methods I use, every year I I try to set goals for myself. Um, At the beginning of the year, I I set short-term goals and I set long-term goals. And I try not to be detracted from any of my goals. And as I go along, I work hard to accomplish those goals. And when I I accomplish those goals, um, you know, that's where I get my reward, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Goal setting is very important um, for success. Don't Mm -hmm. approach life um, spontaneously, just living day by day, um, trying to live paycheck to paycheck or whatever, whatever. Um, Try to be innovative. Try to come with new ideas. Try to work hard. And with vision and a goal and hard work, that is a recipe for success. Vision. Goal setting and hard work, and you will ma- maximize your potential. Oh,
0: that is pre- that's awesome! And you have had some pretty awesome leaders in your life. I'm sure that when I call them angels, our little our angels that guide us, um, our earth angels, who guide us while we're here. And I'm quite sure that you've had uh, quite a few of those who have helped most, you along most, your way.
2: Most definitely, most definitely. No, and definitely. now you it's, are it's, one it's, it's, yourself. Yes, yeah, definitely. And I feel it, it, it's crazy you said that, um, Earth Angels, because I kind of feel like the more I give and the more I give back, it's like the luckier I get. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: It, yeah. It, 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 it's crazy. So I always volunteer my time. Like, if anyone asks, if Sanjay comes speak to the kids or do this, do that, if If my schedule allows me to do it, I try to do it because the following week is like I normally get a big break, like I'm rewarded with something, you know? Yes, Um,
0: yes.
2: Yeah, so it's always That's a part of the law.
0: That's that's the law. It's the law of reciprocity. It's like the more, you know, in the Bible it says the more you give, the more you will receive. Well, that's true because when we give out, when we give out, it comes back, so it it, it yeah. has to. The, when you give out something, when you're giving out love, or you know, you're just giving, it comes back to you tenfold. It comes back.
2: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be financial.
0: No. It doesn't
2: have to be emotional. Just just give, just give from your heart, you know, in 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 any aspects of life. And yeah, you know, as I said, I always tell my friends, I joke around with them. I said, guys, the more I give, is the luckier I get. <laughs>
0: yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that, and it's so true because you're living it, so i'm going to let you go in a few, but I just want to um i'm I'm thinking now about your parents and how proud they must be of you when you won your first medal you know what was that like you know calling home and and telling you know talking to your parents about that
2: well it was it, it was great it was great um my mom has my my first of all I was I was raised in a single parent home with my with my dad, you know. So my dad, he is like a very strong, very strong guy, you know. And you know, I was so blessed that you know I had my father in my life to, you know, to be really firm and you know not show the emotions, you know, during hard times. And I think that kind of helped me along the way. And then my mom, she like she's like super emotional, like always there, like always calling, always. She's always my number one fan. Like, she's Aww. never said, Sanjay, great race. She's always said, Sanjay, you could be better, you know?
0: Oh, wow. Right, <laughs> like, right.
2: Like, like, you know, I don't want to disappoint my mom, you know. I want to work harder to, you know, just to, to be successful. And I'm just so happy that, you know, I have, you know, both my parents in my life and, you know, to to show them that, you know, All the hard work didn't go to waste, and I came out to be successful.
0: Right, Mm -hmm. and now you have a daughter of your own.
2: Yes. Does she follow in
0: daddy's footsteps? Does she have a...
2: uh, um... Well, she actually, she asks me to run track all the time. How old is
0: she, Sanjay?
2: (laughs) She's seven years old. She's super athletic. She, she loves to run. She loves to jump. She's very physical. I can always tell she's an athlete. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I don't want to put her into track so early because track is a sport that could burn you down, burn you out because it's so physically demanding.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I put her in other sports. I put her in gymnastics. I put her in swimming. I put her in soccer. And for so now, for her, I just want her to be a little bit, you know, recreational. Because right. she has my team, she's very like, uh, I want to go hard, Daddy, like, let's go, let's, <laughs> let's, you know. So I steer away from that, trying to delay it a little bit, you know, because she's uh-huh. so young, I want to have fun. But, you know, once she gets the double d- digits, I'm going to turn it up a notch and then like, yep, let's go to the track, let's, let's go for a job. <laughs> oh, know?
0: wow, and then you're going to end up being her coach, and she's going to end up at the Olympics one day. How about that?
2: Oh, man. I, I wish I could coach her. You know, hopefully she listens to me, you know. It's yeah. Tough, it's tough wearing two hats. I don't know if your husband coached your daughter, but it's kind of tough being bad dad and being a coach.
0: Yeah, yes, yes and it
2: coach, is. Get them. And, you know, you know, a little girl would be like, ah, I, yeah. you know, I don't want not to talk to me because I'm being too tough. So, you yeah. know, if, if, if I could be a coach and it doesn't sacrifice her relationship as a father. Right. I'm all right. for it, but if if it's going to stop me from being daddy, I'll definitely yeah. hire someone to yes. Uh.
0: Yes, and that was the same with us. Um, when Meg started in the ninth grade, um, in high school, and her yes. dad came in uh, not too long after that. He um was uh, helped, you know, assistant coach. And, you know, at first she was like, oh, man, Dad, you know, you're going to be coaching, da, da, da. And he realized, he's like, you know what, um, he he told the other coach, he said, okay, you coach her. You know, yeah. I can't coach my daughter. And that be, that was because she was still young. But by the time she was a junior, she yeah. was like all ears. She was like, Dad, yeah. you know, Dad, this. Well, Dad, what do I do? And Dad, you know, she was looking for Dad to give, you know, advice, you know. So, yeah, yeah I feel yeah. you in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful yeah, relationship with the father and daughter.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So let's see how that works out. Maybe she'll be yeah. calling you ten years from now with a with a great story.
0: Yeah, how about that? I'm looking. I, 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 we're going to um, claim it right now. We're claiming that. And ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it. <laughs>
1: Yes.
2: Yep. So,
0: well, is there anything else that you would like to share with us before I let you go? This was this was awesome. Um, oh, most
2: most most definitely. Well, um, it was a pleasure being on the show, and um, if you guys ever want me back on the show, you know, if my schedule permits it, I have no problem, you know, being there for you.
0: Well, I it appreciate pleasure, that. It
2: was a pleasure being on air today. I had so much fun. Thank you.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Well, thank you for sharing with us and I still I have to meet you. I have to personally meet you in person. I haven't met you yet, but what I'm going to do is um maybe come to one of your your exercise sessions or whatever, yes. just so that I can say hi and and maybe sweat a little bit,
1: <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> you know, thank and then you. I can come back on and say, "Guys, this guy is no joke, you know
2: yes. I all right love well." We could definitely talk about that off air.
0: Okay, we sure will. And I just want to, okay. once again, thank you so much. And please enjoy the rest of your evening, Sanjay.
2: Okay, It's a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> that was Mr. Sanjay Ayer, everyone. Um, what a beautiful spirit. I just really, really enjoyed uh talking with him this evening and i hope everyone that was tuning in enjoyed listening as well um we've reached that part of the show where i will leave you with this and i'm going to be sharing with you excerpts from stephen pressfield's book which was so apropos for the show tonight turning pro and um Steven, you know, is, is actually one of my favorite authors as well. Um, so if you, you know, go on Amazon and order his book, Turning Pro, it's absolutely fabulous for anyone who is just trying to inspire um, to be something more, you know. And you always hear me talking about going after your dream um, and, and just, you know, making it happen, um, listening to your heart and all of that. So life gets very simple. When you turn pro, what happens when we turn pro is we finally listen to that still small voice inside our heads. At last, we find the courage to identify the secret dream or love or bliss that we have known all along was our passion, our calling, our destiny. Ballet, motorcycle maintenance, founding a clinic in the slums of Sao Paulo, this we acknowledge at last, is what we are most afraid of. This is what we know in our hearts we have to do. How our minds change when we turn pro. Turning pro is like kicking a drug habit or stopping drinking. It's a decision, a decision to which we must recommit every day. Twelve-step programs say the same. Fessional understands. He will wake up facing the same demons, the same resistance, the same self-sabotage, the same tendencies to shadow activities and amateurism that he has always faced. The difference is that now he will not yield to those temptations. He will have mastered them and he will continue to master them. The difference between an amateur and a professional is we play hurt. The amateur believes that she must have all her ducks in a row before she can launch her startup or compose her symphony or design her iPhone app. The professional knows, has your husband just walked out on you? Has your El Dorado been repossessed? Keep writing. Keep composing. Keep shooting film. Athletes play hurt. Warriors fight scared. The professional takes two aspirins, and keeps on trucking. So that uh, concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. A shout-out to my family who are always loving and supporting me, and also to my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Once again, a big thank you, Sanjay Ayer, for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful for knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration, and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash adatewithdestiny101, and follow us on Twitter, at least, L-Y-S-E, 101. We will be back on Monday, February the 3rd at 530 Eastern Standard Time so your mission ladies and gentlemen if you choose to accept it is take the necessary time to do a true self evaluation seek God and learn how to love yourself first because after all you owe it to yourself to know yourself once again I'm Lisa M Saunders and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny Peace And abundant blessings, everyone.